Welcome to Sometime Between Dusk and Dawn Ghost Stories. This episode is written and produced by me, Jeanette Quackenbush, with folklore drawn from many resources. There is more than just this podcast. You can buy my Haunted West Virginia book series on Amazon and in bookstores. Although this story has not quite made it to book form yet, it just might be in the future. I was out hiking the Southside Trail along the New River, past some old ghost towns and heading for the long-gone community of Red Ash and its historic Coke ovens. Now I heard what sounded like a newborn baby crying and thought it might be an uncommon bird to West Virginia on its migratory path. Occasionally, I get the chance to collect a weird noise that might fool people into thinking it is a ghost, like a tiny screech owl shriek, to show in programs that not all things that go bump in the night are ominous. I thought I would get closer and get a clip of the sound on my phone. I set off blindly through the woods, following it for about an hour, but the bird was nowhere to be found. Then I see the orange flagging tape that hikers place on trees to mark a trail, and I look around, and lo and behold, they lead to an old cemetery. Now, I later found out that the land I came upon was a 12-acre island. The day I went, I just had to cross some muddy creeks, but many times of the year it is surrounded by water. Long ago, the island would have been between the railway, which is now the Southside Trail I was hiking, and New River. It belonged to the Red Ash community, one of the first coal mining and coke manufacturing towns along the south bank of the New River and in the early 1890s. During that time, there was a smallpox epidemic. Because there were no hospitals nearby that could take those who were contagious, a couple of pest houses were built to shelter those who were ill, isolating them from others who could catch the dreaded sickness. A separate doctor's home was also built on the island. Those who died there were buried on the island and their graves were marked with simple stones or wooden crosses. Over the years, and even past the 1920s when Red Ash Mine closed, Community members buried their dead here, including men who died in the mining accidents at Red Ash, Rush Run, and Echo Mine in Barrie. In March of 1900, there was an explosion in the mine at Red Ash, ignited by the open flame in miners' headlamps coming into contact with methane gas. Forty-six miners were suffocated or died in the explosion and were buried here. Then in 1905, sparks from a mine car ignited coal dust, exploding. 13 miners died. 11 men who went in to rescue them also died in a second explosion. In 1918, when the Spanish influenza epidemic ran rampant across the U.S., young and old in these small New River mining communities may have been isolated, but not enough so that they could not escape its wrath. Again, those who died here were buried at Red Ash Cemetery. So back to that noise leading me to the cemetery, the baby's desperate shriek cry. As soon as I got to the cemetery, it faded away to the grind of rail to the wheel of a train across the roaring river, tree canopy waving in the wind, and the crunch of leaves beneath my feet. But just as there could have been a few strange birds flying over New River that day, there were plenty of babies buried on that island. And although I could not get a good clip of that mysterious cry over the noise of nature, I would like to think that maybe my visit soothed whatever little souls were there searching for company. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sometime Between Dusk and Down Ghost Stories. If you like it, please pass it along. And most of all, I hope I helped you find your scary place sometime between dusk and dawn.